Welcome to Pittsburgh Business Insights. My name is Jacqueline Core, and I'm a partner at the Lynch Law Group and the Corporate Practice Group, and I want to thank you for joining us. Pittsburgh Business Insights is your podcast to meet the movers and shakers in Pittsburgh business, dive deep with businesses in the region to learn about business developments, and get inspired to take your business to the next level. So, let's do business. So I'd like to welcome our guest today, Frank Vitale, who is with Forge Business Solutions. Frank, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, you as well. You as well. So can you tell us a little bit about you and about Forge? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So um, yeah, so my name's Frank Vitale. I live in Morgantown, West Virginia. Uh, I went to West Virginia University uh, after... Um, after attending Valley Forge Military College, um, had a dual career, you know, spent, spent um, almost 18 years in the Army, uh, National Guard Reserves mostly, as well as um, sort of grew up in a few career areas like uh, banking and, and health care before I started uh, Forge Business Solutions. So, um, you know, and I, I reside with my family of uh, three, uh, three young uh, school age kids and, and uh, my wife, and we live uh, in the Cheat Lake area of Morgantown, West Virginia. So um, started our business in, in 2017, Forge Business Solutions, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that. Absolutely. And you all are starting to expand now into the Pittsburgh market as well to do some some work up this way, correct? Yeah. So we we have we, we have a, a couple of clients in the Pittsburgh market. Um, you know, while we you know, you know, definitely started in Morgantown and we call Morgantown, West Virginia home. Um, we're able to really be pretty mobile. Uh, we've learned to really be mobile during the pandemic, this pandemic that we're all engaged in um, and hopefully seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. But um, but Pittsburgh is is a vibrant place and, and a lot happening, um, you know, in the past you know, several years in the Pittsburgh market, uh, we've seen tremendous uh, expansion. Um, and, uh, you know, I know your firm has as well. And so it's exciting to see, you know, tech uh, and, and of course, healthcare has long been a staple of, of the Pittsburgh region. And those are areas that we, we work in at Forge. So it's, it's, uh, it's exciting. And quite frankly, uh, we look forward to growing uh, in the Pittsburgh market and and with with Pittsburgh. Well, you have some great, really unique offerings, and I, I do want to talk more about that. Before we do that, I want to just delve a little bit more into your uh, military background. So, you know, my dad is a Vietnam vet, and so um, military service is, is important to me, and I value the service our veterans have given to the country and, and value my dad's service very much. Um, I know that you have military service, but you also run a certified veteran-owned business. So can you tell us a little bit about that certification? Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, you know, and thanks uh, to your dad for his service and and uh, and to all the servicemen and women around the world that, that um, r- really do everything to, you know, and give, you know, give of themselves and make, make great sacrifices and not to mention their families and the sacrifices they make. Uh, to uh, to give us freedom and and uh, and so I'm thankful for that for sure, but uh, but yeah so so enlisted in the army you know during Desert Storm uh, when I was 17 years old I had to have permission from my mother to do that <laughs> and uh, 
and then ultimately, uh, well, ultimately, but then, you know, became an officer uh, in the army as well. And, um, having attended uh, Valley Forge Military College, and then of course WVU served uh, my most recent pos uh, position before I, I separated from the Army was, I was the senior officer instructor at the Officer Candidate School for the West Virginia Army National Guard. And so, uh, so really had a great, you know, great opportunity uh, with the military. But I transitioned from, from service in uniform to serving the uniform. And what I mean by that is in um, 2010, uh, uh, we, with a small group, formed a, an organization called Vet, Con uh, Vet Connection. So vetconnect.org and, and uh, really just designed to help veterans and their families uh, transition out of the military um, with a focus on healthcare, education, and employment. And so that was sort of my, my crossover, if you will. And, and I spent you know, several years with that nonprofit, you know, trying to help develop, uh, and help, help, help develop veterans, um, you know, and, and give them an opportunity in the business world and, and wherever they wanted to go. Um, so when we started Forge, um, I just saw that as another transition, really another opportunity to provide services to, um, to, uh, not only to veterans and their families, but actually engage uh, as a veteran-owned business in in sort of the community, if you will, of veteran-owned businesses. So, looking to see where we would become certified nationally, you know, receive a, a third-party national certification, and we settled in with an outstanding organization called Novoba, and so they um, they have their own certification process. It's quite you know, quite daunting. I mean, it, you got to go through a lot to get there, which, you know, all things worth having, you know, you have to work hard for. But uh, after a few months of going through the application process, um, we were very, very uh, honored uh, about a little over a year ago to receive the, the Nuvobas, uh, what they call VBE, Veteran Business Enterprise. And uh, we celebrated that uh, actually, with Congressman, United States Congressman uh, David McKinley, uh, who's our representative, uh, he came to our offices uh, last uh, winter, about a year ago, and and we 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 cut the ribbon on our certification. So very exciting. Absolutely, and you've continued to do some work with that certification organization as well, right? Yeah, actually, we do. They Novoba has become a client of ours, which is very exciting. And, um, and we, we work with them in a variety of, of areas, uh, including uh, helping them host a podcast, uh, which, is, which is exciting. But they have a great brand. Their corporate partners are phenomenal. They have a great uh, group of uh, veteran business enterprises, uh, you know, our, our peers, if you will. Um, and, and they're really an outstanding organization. So any, any veteran-owned business uh, who's interested in certification uh, whether it be veteran-owned or service-disabled veterans, I would highly encourage them to engage Novoba. Fantastic. Thanks for the information. That's sure. useful, great way to support our veteran community. Um, let's transition a little bit and talk about Forge and your movement. You, you have a really impressive and extensive background in MBA, really extensive experience in banking and in education which I think has really driven in healthcare, which has really driven the focus for Forge. But can you tell us a little bit about Forge, what you all do um, and the clients that you serve? 
Yeah, no, that's uh, happy to do that. And I, and I want to just say thank you for the opportunity to, to share our story. Uh, we re really appreciate that. And, you know, finding partners uh, like you, you know, Jacqueline is, is really a part of our story because, you know, my whole life, I've always, you know, been blessed with, with, you know, be, you know, becoming uh, acquainted with folks that, that have really helped give me a hand, uh, a help, helping hand to, to get to the next level, to get to the next place. And Forge is no different. I mean, we, you know, we really believe that, that, you know, our clients are a part of our team. You know, they, they, they are really, I mean, when we start providing services to a client, you know, they, they're part of the family. And so consequently, we're not a big firm you know, because, you know, some, some businesses are, are, you know, that's their thing is being big. And for us, it's more about personal relationships. It's, it's a more intimate relationship because if we're going to provide advice and counsel um, from a business perspective to our client, we have to really know who they are. And so to sort of use a military phrase, I mean, we, we embed, uh, we get embedded with our clients and, um, you know, part of our process initially in, in the forge process, as we call it, is um, we do, you know, we get to know the client. It's an intake. You know, we, we sit down and we listen. And so um, so so we've you know, we've really developed that out. But um, but we provide, uh, you know, business services. We provide, um, uh, you know, strategic planning is really the main focus of our work strategy in all areas. So for example, when I say all areas, we utilize uh, the, the Kaplan balance scorecard, um, uh, which is widely acclaimed to focus our clients on their own future, on their growth. We don't write their business plan plans for them. We don't write their strategy plans for them. We facilitate that process. And so we come in, you know, we learn about the client and then we help them build the plan after we really do do a, a, an independent analysis. We call it, uh, you know, uh, sort of the discovery phase where we really look at the business. We look for stress, we look for strengths, and then we bring that, that information to bear so that they can build their plan that we help facilitate. In addition to general strategy work, we do some training. Uh, leadership development training, which much of which uh, is uh, steeped in the foundation that, that I got from a military background. So a lot of leadership development training. But we also do some technical training. This year, Forge grew our uh, government services contractor support division. And so we've brought on some very, very um, successful uh, folks that have a background mainly, mainly in the federal contracting arena. And so we can come in and help clients who want to engage with the federal government, help them develop proposals, help them respond to RFPs, uh, help them to uh, make sure that they're answering the request for proposal in the way that, that it needs to be answered so that they can be a successful applicant. So that and many other areas we're able to, to provide support. I appreciate so much that focused and, and smaller uh, more tight knit approach, you know, our, as you know, our firm is much the same, right? We're, we're a boutique firm. And I think that the ability to really dive deep with your clients and um, to get to know them. And as you said, embed is, um, 
is a really different way of working with people and a different level of service. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm sure your clients are appreciative of that sort of special attention that they get because of the focus. Um, yeah, I agree. Talk, talk to me a little bit about how you deliver services. Yeah, great, you know, great question. So we, we really like a hands-on approach um, and, and it depends on the service that we're providing. So for example, if a business, uh, and, and by the way, we work with for-profit, non-profit, Fortune 500, small mom and pop shops, uh, boutique firms. Um, we, you know, we, we really do have clients in, in those areas. Um, if, you know, and, and, and by the way, you know, we do fo- have a focus, you know, we, we focus on, you mentioned education earlier, government services, um, and healthcare, but that doesn't mean we often, you know, we won't go outside of that if it makes sense to do so. But, but the delivery of that, it, it depends. So if, if it's a strategic plan, then it's a project-based approach. It could take three to four months to, to really develop that strategy with, with the client. Um, and then we move on. But the majority of our work is what I would call surge support. And that means that we develop a relationship with a client and whether it's, it's helping them develop their business development plan. So, so actually how they're going to grow their business, we can, we can chart that out and put it into a plan, a written document, or if it's actually being boots on the ground for the client, helping go knock on doors and help that client grow by introducing them to relationships um, and resources that Forge already has established, we can do that. But when the client doesn't need us, then we back off. When they do need us, we surge in and provide that support and then and then move on. The, the value is uh, of that is that you know they don't have to hire someone and have turnover and pay benefits and so on and so forth. They can bring us in when they need us and we back off when they don't. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes the provision of services a really economical approach for businesses, particularly as they're in that period where they're trying to experience growth. And, you know, there's so much cost associated with growth. And so the ability to really garner resources and bring in resources when you need them, but to to put on the brakes when you don't is, um, is a somewhat unique approach to providing services that you guys have that I think provides a lot of value to your clients. Um, you talked a lot about strategic planning and, you know, strategic planning is near and dear to my heart. Back in the days when, when you and I were doing training together, we did some talk about strategic planning. Um, so we both had that uh, for a long part of our history. Um, yeah. But talk to us a little bit about why strategic planning is so crucial, maybe now more than ever. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, when I was on the corporate side of things, um, you know, there was always sort of hesitancy to discuss long-term strategy and it, it, you know, and oftentimes it's because leadership doesn't really embrace it. And, you know, they, they want to do, they say they want to do things differently or they want to evolve or change, but then after the plan's done or the discussion happens, then people go back to doing business the way they've always done it. 
And so changing habits, you know, we're at a time of New Year's resolutions, right? So, so folks are talking about changing habits and, and we know from studies that most New Year's resolutions uh, become defunct about the second week in February. <laughs> and, and so, and likewise, companies throw in the towel on, on themselves shortly after, you know, discussing at their leadership meeting how they're going to do business differently in the new year or the new fiscal year or, or the new quarter or what have you under new management, you know, those, those sorts of things, what I call points of demarcation, right? These, these changes that take place and then companies say, okay, we're going to start doing things differently. And then they just go back to doing things the way they always have. Well, you mentioned, you know, now more than ever, couldn't agree more because, you know, while we're learning to work remotely, while the global economy has shifted and certainly changed, while so many businesses are facing, you know, extinction, unfortunately, hardship, laying off, you know, awaiting, you know, orders from their local public health department or their state health department or their governor on whether or not they can keep their doors open. There's so much anxiety going on in the world today, and, and I get it. But one of the things that that can help overcome that and can help communicate out to employees and, and, and clients and resources and partners is an actual plan. You know, if we plan, then, you know, we'll sort of know what we're doing and everyone will be on the same page. So now more than ever, I really encourage businesses, whether they do it in-house or bring in a firm like Forge to support, uh, you know, support that effort. Um, and there are many other firms out there that can be of, of value as well. Law firms, accounting firms can all play a major role in that, in that future strategic planning. But now more than ever, they should, businesses and organizations should have that, you know, that course charted on how they're not going to navigate the waters um, over the next at least 12 months um, and, and then for the foreseeable future. And if they have that, then everyone is sort of on the same page. And when things happen, that plan can be used to help make decisions. Well, and you all have such an interactive approach to that where you actually stay involved um, after the development of the plan to really help in the implementation phase. And I, I know that's just so important. I remember I, uh, one of the businesses I started with, I asked for a copy of the strategic plan and I remember they bought me, they brought me this binder. And, um, and I thought this can't be the strategic plan. How would anybody ever use this? And I said, you know, is this the strategic plan? And they said, no, that's the executive summary. <laughs> and the strategic plan was binders and binders of information. And then those things get shelved. And, um, and never really used. And, and that's a real failure of strategic planning because you've spent all this time. I mean, obviously they had spent great time and effort to put this plan together that was really extensive, but with no real practical way to implement it, no way to track it. Um, and so you all really provide some solutions as far as implementation goes. Can you talk about the help Forge provides after the plan is put to paper as you work through that implementation cycle? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're 100% right. And, and again, it, you know, I go back to my corporate experience, you know, working for, for large companies, Fortune 500 companies, and, and, um, and being a part of the strategic process, you know, on that side of the equation, 
and you're, you know, you have these voluminous binders and, and, and it, it just, it, it's so overwhelming, right? So now on this side of the table, uh, being the consultant, you know, my philosophy is, 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 you know, keep it simple. And if you can't summarize your strategic plan on one piece of paper, then it's too long. And so we have something called a, a and it's not unique to us, but you know, we, it's, it's a, it's a plan charter. It's a, it's a one page sort of charter that has the primary goals of the organization over a three to five year period of time. What strategies uh, are, are uh, in place to achieve those goals? And then what are the tasks and objectives that need to be accomplished you know, to satisfy those strategies? And who owns it? You've got to have an owner. And then there has to be a timeline. Now, you, you have the summary, and then of course you have to have the backup plan. But um, but you know our our average plan probably runs between twenty five to thirty pages. Um, but but that's breaking out all the assignments and and all the particulars. So um, so it it you know you eat an elephant one bite at a time, and so that's sort of how we approach writing our plans. But but everything gets put on that one page executive summary. Now it's a big page. <laughs> it's not an, you know, it's not an eight by 11 uh, uh, size page, but, but it's a, it, but it, but it is one page uh, just the same. I've just made it bigger. Um, but, but in all seriousness, um, having that summary is key. Now, part of the follow-up service that we provide is that we recognize that things change. Now they don't always change by virtue of a global pandemic, but things do change and things evolve and people leave and there's, you know, there's shift, right? Shift happens, so to speak. And so what we do is we offer to come back on a quarterly basis to follow up with our clients and modify their plan as needed. That way the plan is always fluid and it's a real document that doesn't get put on a bookshelf but actually gets reviewed at management meetings and leadership holds itself accountable based on the measuring uh, that that plan provides. Well, and when I think about that one page that you're talking about, you know, you mentioned changes and you know, obviously we could not have foreseen a global pandemic, but even just everyday market changes or changes, industry changes, things that you really might not see coming, you know, when you are, either forced to change direction or you're presented with an opportunity. I mean, often businesses will get presented with an opportunity and having that one page document to look and evaluate opportunities or evaluate courses when you're forced to make a change to say, how do we handle this in a way that aligns with our long-term strategic goals is really a valuable tool in terms of, of charting those directions or those changes in path? Yeah, a good friend of mine, um, Jim Matuga, who's president and CEO of Interaction Media, uh, he often says that you have to differentiate an opportunity from a distraction. And, and I, I really love that because, you know, what, what the plan will do is allow you to use that plan to say, okay, does this new opportunity, you know, does that really fit into our plan or is it a distraction? And um, I, I was with a client just a few weeks ago before the holidays, and he admitted that he's like 
very easily distracted into other like sort of, you know, it's like squirrel, you know, it's, it's, it's like a shift, you know? And, and so we joked about that a little bit. Um, but, but, you know, if we're being honest, most business leaders are, are sort of easily distracted if they see, you know, something that might look like an opportunity, you know, I mean, who turns down a good opportunity, right? I mean, so, so it's sort of ingrained in us, you know, to always be vigilant and look for opportunities, but sometimes it's not in our lane. It's, it's not meant to be. And, and we'll just go down a, a rabbit hole uh, to, to, you know, and, and come out on the other side saying, boy, you know, there's a year of our life. We'll never get back yet, you know, again. So, um, so I think that plan becomes sort of the, the GPS, you know, it, it guides our, our direction. And if we get off course, it sort of can detour us back onto the path. And, um, you know, when I was a kid, we used to have these trip ticks from AAA, you know, they were paper and it, they would highlight where you go and all of that. And uh, when I think about that, you, you get off course, it, it could be a problem. You'd have to pull over and really spend time. How do I get back on, on the path? But, but today with modern, modern tools and GPS, you know, it's pretty easy to get back on. And that's what I like in the strategy, you know, the, the strategic plan uh, is, is sort of that GPS. Well, and that um, that scope creep that you kind of mentioned that that Jim talks about, you get these distractions and maybe economically you have a really lucrative opportunity, but it's it's really outside the mission or the vision of your organization. Right. And I think those are really hard to sometimes pass on. And so, you know, as somebody who's who spent some time sitting in the C-suite, it's hard not to follow the money sometimes. Right. And so there's a real temptation to take advantage of, as you said, you know, who doesn't want to take advantage of a good business opportunity. And so having that compass to really say, okay, this might be temporarily lucrative for us. This, this might be a way where we could raise some, some, you know, cash flow, or we could increase our capital or uh, whatever the case might be, but what's the end impact of that? And what's the position of our company look like compared to where we want it to be after we've taken that opportunity? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. I mean, I, you know, years ago I was part of a startup bank, um, DeNova startup bank. And um, it was neat to get on the ground floor of that opportunity. And, and uh, I was just sharing the story the other day. One of the things that we learned, you know, after, you know, growing that, you know, that bank substantially from a startup, you know, to, to a, you know, billion dollar uh, bank um, with multiple, you know, locations and, mul- you know, in, in a variety of regions, you know, uh, um, within the Eastern United States, you know, one of the things that we realized, and, and it's a very difficult thing for businesses to, to come to uh, the, the realization that, Sometimes the people that brought you from point A to point B in the business of, you know, the evolution of that company may not be the same people that can get you to the next level. And for a variety of reasons, could be desire, could be capacity, capability. Um, there's a, there are many reasons. And so sometimes, you know, when we don't really have a plan on where we want to go and it's, and the vision isn't clear, we're held back by personalities. We're held back by, you know, limited capabilities sometimes. 
And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, we have to make decisions as business leaders to move on. And, and, you know, if, if, if certain folks on the team, the leadership team, if you will, don't evolve and grow or don't want to, that's okay, but it may be time for them to do something different. And you may have to bring on that, that new talent to get to the next level. But without a plan, without a clear vision on where the business is going, it does become personal. It, it does become, you know, sort of like, well, you know, John's been with us for 15 years now. You know, we can't let him go. Well, you know, is John evolving? Is he growing? And is he meeting, you know, is he doing his part to achieve that strategy? If not, then there may need to be a conversation there. Yeah, and I think in many of those instances, often by keeping that person in a seat that's not the right seat for them, it really isn't the right seat for them long-term either. And right. so while those seem like hard conversations, you know, really to get people where they belong, sometimes that, that parting of ways is better for everybody, um, even if you don't know it when you first start those conversations. And so sometimes that generates real opportunities for individuals, I think, too, to be in a place that's better for them or a place where their, their talents can be better used. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all come to crossroads in our lives and, and we have to make tough decisions and, and sometimes decisions are made for us, but, but um, you know, embracing, embracing those challenges in, in a way that, and, and pivoting in a way that can be meaningful and help you grow as an individual. Usually you come out better on the other end. Yeah. I mean, you, you and I are examples of this, right? We're, sure. we're both people who have made pretty big changes in our yeah. direction, in our path, in the pretty recent past. Yeah. And so you, I think you do have to keep evolving and, and kind of uh, reinventing yourself, right? To make sure you're in the right place. Yeah, you know, um, in our region here, we have had a pretty pretty large employer you know, decide to, to shut down a plant and, you know, nearly 2000 layoffs, uh, you know, will occur over a couple of year period of time. and. And, you know, my heart goes out to the people that are, that are losing their jobs and, and, and several are, are friends. And, and so, you know, folks are rallying around and supporting, you know, family members and friends are supporting these folks to help them to get to that next place, wherever that is. And I, and I, you know, my, again, my heart goes out to them, but in the end, you know, I know many of those folks and how strong they are, they're going to be better off. And it's just hard to see right now. And, and, you know, we have been there. I've been there for sure. And wondering if I'm going to make it, you know, and, and so forth. And, and same with starting a business, you know, I mean, how many businesses right now are facing that hardship, you know, because of this pandemic and they're not sure if they're going to make it. And, you know, 2020, you know, I, I gave the example, many of us have crawled through 2020, you know, we, we've, we've made it through it and we're still, you know, we're still here, but, that doesn't mean we've got to crawl through 2021, you know, and it's, you know, we need to decide, are we going to stand up and, and, and shake the dust off and really develop that plan to move forward? Or are we going to, you know, sort of hunker down um, and, and, you know, let the world happen around us? You know, I, I think that's going to have to be a choice. Yeah. And I think you and I have both seen businesses that maybe gave up too quickly. You sure. know, it, it takes, um, it, it takes, some staying power to make it in any business. I think we always think it's going to be easier to start a business or easier to run a business than it is in the end, because there are so many challenges you can't anticipate. 
And so, you know, having that plan to just stay the course, right. To, to fight the good fight, to live through lean times, um, you know, to keep making connections and, and keep planning and keep adapting and keep moving ahead is, is super important. And, um, you know, I think that's a, a way that a business like Forge can provide real value to new businesses as well, or to growing businesses, you know, how to just a strategy of how to survive those early days and right. make it to a time where you're real ongoing, going concern. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And again, it's just, I liken it to having like a sort of a, you know, direction on where you're going, you know, if you're, you're traveling across the country or you're, you know, you're taking your kid to college, you know, or, or what have you, you know, you don't just get in the car and turn it on, you know, you, you know, you sort of figure out, okay, I've, I've got to get my, my GPS ready, or I got to get my map ready. And, and you sort of have an idea of where you're going before you take off. And so I think it's important to have that, especially during challenging times. Now, do you have to modify? Do you have to take that, that detour? You know, absolutely. You know, that, that happens to all of us, but you know, you do it as a team. You know, I, I often use the term, hunker down or, or double down, you know, and, and, and I think, you know, many businesses and and many individuals for that matter have hunkered down, you know, they're, you know, we're forced to be inside in our homes and not be out as much, you know, many of us and, and take precautions. And I, I respect, I respect that. But when it comes to business, you know, my philosophy through this time has actually been to double down because if, if, if I'm not going to make it, you know, if my business isn't going to make it, it isn't going to be because I didn't try, you know, it's not going to be because I, I closed the doors and I just, you know, I, I, I hunkered down, you know, so I'm actually encouraging businesses if they're able to, to double down, invest in your business. You know, I, I we have a local restaurant nearby that, you know, when they were closed, they redid all their floors and, and they did some painting and, you know, they just took advantage of the downtime in a way to sort of invest. And so when they could open their doors, they, you know, they were able to do so. Um, and, and, you know, that's just a small example of what other businesses can do. But if you're able, I, I highly recommend investing in your own business right now. Yeah, you know, uh, we went to eat yesterday at a restaurant uh, in Pennsylvania in the Laurel Highlands called Bittersweet. And during this time that has been so difficult with so many closures, they took part of the restaurant that had been an antique shop and, and revamped it into additional seating that's socially distanced and is pandemic appropriate. And it really helped them, I think, have a better way to serve clients. But I also think it's going to give them additional space when we're through this and people are really much more comfortable going back out and, you know, eating regularly. And so, you know, something that they did as a part of helping to survive, I think will really benefit their business going forward. And, And those people that are strategic and are um, thinking about unique solutions and and are doing what they need to do to double down, um, I think are businesses that we'll see continue to thrive. Yeah, you know one of the things that we we've done some some uh, pro bono work over the last year, just trying to you know give back to the community and and help businesses that maybe they can't afford support right now, but but just sort of helping them get through and. And that's been very meaningful for me personally and, and been, you know, valuable and meaningful to our business. But, you know, one of the things that we've, we've sort of learned in doing that 
is that you, you know, you sort of, there's an importance in having a mentality of abundance and, and not a mentality of lack. Because while things do get tough for all of us, sort of our mindset is so important, you know, to the outcome. And if we can stay positive and, and, and feel blessed and abundant, then we have a much better chance of making it through than, than sort of the alternative where we just, you know, feel like, you know, so overwhelmed and how will we ever possibly get through this? And so I've seen the, the, the clear difference from a business leader, you know, on both sides of that equation and, and how important that is. And the other thing is communicating to your employees, you know, Folks can take tough news if, if you're open and honest about it and, and keep them informed regularly. It's been one of the challenges about working from home that we've, I think, in many ways learned to overcome is staying engaged, not just you know, leaving people to their own devices at home, but actually having that Zoom call, you know, having, you know, having that phone call, you know, asking folks how they're doing, making sure that they have all the supplies that they need to work from home and be successful. And if you do that, then the person's going to be a lot more productive. And so that's probably one of the greatest, I think, changes that we'll see come out of this pandemic is this new confidence and learned ability to work from home successfully and work or remotely successfully. Today's episode of Pittsburgh Business Insights is brought to you by the Agora Group. Insurance and risk management are no less important to small businesses than to Fortune 500 companies. The principals of the Agora Group truly understand these issues, and as fellow business owners, they face the same challenges on a daily basis. That's why their focus is on helping small businesses navigate the world of benefits consulting, commercial insurance, and risk management consulting, and helping individuals with their current insurance needs. For assistance with your insurance needs, reach out to the Agora Group at www.agoragroupins.com. So, Tell me one piece of advice. You've obviously got really extensive business experience in a, in a lot of different fields, actually. But give us one piece of advice that kind of cuts across industries that you would give to entrepreneurs who are trying to make it during this really difficult business climate. Yeah, and, and I've been giving this very piece of advice for years, even before I, I had my own business. But but there, it remains true and, and bears repeating. And that's surround yourself with a good team. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, obviously employees, you know, hire the best that you can hire and, and, and bring on talent. You know, all the people that I work with are smarter than me at what they do. They're better than me at what they do. And, and, and I'm, you know, really blessed to be around them. But, but that's my, my sort of, you know, my work team. And then I have my unofficial, you know, sort of kitchen cabinet team of, of advisors. And these are people that, you know, I don't necessarily pay them, but, you know, it may be, you know, pre-pandemic, it may be sitting down over a nice steak or, or, or a glass of wine or something and, and just sort of asking for advice, right. For, for business advice, friendly advice based on, you know, their, their experience and utilizing them as an informal, uh, but qualified advisor, you know, so, I mean, you know, somebody that really knows what they're talking about, but, but not necessarily on the payroll. And then there's that team of, of paid, you know, advisors. 
and that's a good a good attorney, right? Uh, a good law firm. It's a good accountant, uh, a good CPA, um, and 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 it's a good uh, financial advisor potentially, uh, a good banker. You know, having spent so many years in banking, I'd often have to tell people that you know there's a difference between a financial advisor and a banker. I mean, a big difference. And so making sure that you're surrounded by a good team, just because someone's a good divorce attorney doesn't necessarily make them a good business attorney or a good contract law attorney. In fact, in some cases, you know, they're, you know, you, you know, it's a challenge to be great at, at, at two separate er, total, totally separate areas of law. I, I won't get into that. That's, that's your arena, but, but I know enough to know that, that I want to be surrounded by a team of people who know how to how to work and advise with small businesses like mine. And one way to get those sort of, you know, figure out who those folks are is ask for references. And so I'm a big fan of, of asking for references. So if you're an attorney, for example, and you have experience working with small business, then that aligns with my goals. If you're a large corporate attorney and you have no experience working for small businesses, that's probably not a good fit for me, if that makes any sense. It does. It does. And I think what you said earlier, too, about positivity and that attitude of abundance is important in those advisors as well, right? People, absolutely. People who not just have great qualified strategic advice, but who, who come from an optimistic place and um, who can offer you not just great advice, but also encouragement, because I think encouragement is so important to the process. Yeah, I'm just kind of laughing because I, I recall a few years ago, I, I had an attorney who was helping me with something and and, um, and he was just personally so overwhelmed by the economy. And and every time we talk, he was telling me that it wasn't, you know, it's just not a good time to start a business. Well, we were like six months old and I didn't need to hear that. And it was every time we talk, I mean, he was, he was, you know, I'm not sure why you'd want to get into business and this isn't the right time. And, and finally I'm like, you know, I, I, I've got to get around somebody that, that believes in what we're doing here. And, you know, I, I, and, and the tough thing was, it was an acquaintance. It was somebody that I had known for a long time. And I just said, you know what, I, I don't think it's a good fit. Um, you know, we'll, we'll remain friends, but, but I, I need to be around advisors and partners that are optimistic and believe in what we're doing. Yeah, I, th I think it is important. Um, we've talked about some things that set Forge apart from other companies. I think you have a really unique approach to strategic planning and a really unique product, which I love. Um, but tell us what you think sets Forge apart. What makes you all different from other people who are doing the same thing in the industry? Yeah, I mean, the most common answer you get from from people is it's, you know, or businesses, it's it's our people. And so that sounds cliche for me to say that. But so I'm going to say it a little bit differently. It, it is it is really our, our skill set. I mean, we we have some, you know, some really strong people that are experts at what they do. They are subject matter experts. You know, they they've um you know, they have, we have three folks that have federal contracting experience that between the three of them, they have 85 years of, of experience working at, at high levels of, of federal contracting. So it, it really is our people. Um, it, it's everything from 
you know, communications to, you know, to um, financial uh, advising on, on developing and answering uh, federal requests for proposals, um, capture management, business development, um, all those areas, you know, we have expertise. And so, um, so I think that for a small, you know, to use your phrase, boutique firm like ours, to have that level of experience available, you know, personally, I think that, you know, that sets us apart. Um, and, and I think sort of our, uh, our back, you know, varied background with banking and, and healthcare uh, in particular, I think allows us to, uh, to provide a unique perspective. Is there anything that Forge is providing for businesses that we haven't talked about? We've talked a lot about strategic planning. We have talked a lot about government contracts. And I will say, as somebody who's done government contracts from the law side, I haven't seen anybody able to assemble the kind of government contracts experience that you all have um, in an organization like yours. So it's certainly impressive. But in terms of the surge support that you provide, there, I think there are some other granules of strategic support that you provide. Can you tell us about that as well? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you were to talk, you know, to our out-of-state clients, you know, meaning, you know, companies that maybe are not headquartered in West Virginia, for example, that want to do business in West Virginia, um, I think we have a unique sort of uh, uh, offering there where, you know, with particularly with my background at the state level, um, having uh, been appointed by the governor, you know, to position of state board of education, um, having worked with various echelons of state government uh, in commerce, um, education, military affairs, and so forth, you know, we can bring those relationships to bear. Um, we work with 21 boards of education, 21 counties out of 55 in West Virginia. So for a company outside of the state that wants to do business in the state, we can open up the doors and, and in, make introductions and help develop and build relationships so that businesses can grow. And then we have a formal process to help develop that growth plan. So it's not just the relationships. I like to often say that if we do a good job, we work ourselves out of a job because we help forge relationships, right? And then we hand those relationships off to our clients and, and we, we can then step back and, um, and we've done our job. And if we do that, then I know we've done a good job and we can move on to the next client. Um, but, you know, while of course maintaining support when, when our clients need that. Yeah, I mean, I think with your personal experience and the team you've assembled that, what I'll call public policy function. Sure. Of Forge is a real area of strength and um, an area of, of strategic advice that a lot of people might not even realize they need, but that can be really helpful in navigating not just the business environment, but the political climate as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I ask businesses, you know, what, what their top goals are, you know, they usually involve growth. I mean, no one is holding on to their position. You know, I mean, folks, if you're holding on to your position, you're going to be losing, you're going to be losing ground, right? No one says, we just want to keep the current market share 
right? I mean, maybe someone says that, but they're not going to be in business very long. So if you're wanting to grow, then the next question is, how, are you, how do you plan to do that? And if you're doing that, you know, plan to do that by doing the same thing you've always done, then at some point, you know, that may not be relevant. Um, so we want to make sure that you have growth plans, but then also, and this is sort of, I think, part of our magic sauce is that, you know, we can help open those doors and actually help our clients grow. We can make introductions and we can actually help make sales happen if, if it's a company that relies on sales. So, or, or how, whatever they rely on, whatever our client relies on for growth, we can help execute that and make it happen. Talk to us a little bit about you're, you're involved with a business mastermind. Yeah. So uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, Jim Matuga, um, who has interaction management, um, uh, he uh, started at the beginning of 2020 through his Positively West Virginia uh, work, uh, started doing a business mastermind. And so, you know, on Fridays, uh, usually about 11 o'clock, um, we, uh, he brought me on, which I appreciate as a, as a, as a co-host, although he, he does the heavy lifting, um, to interview, uh, panelists, uh, that talk about experiences. And of course we have focused on thriving through the pandemic, but, um, but we've, uh, had several, you know, great, great guests, many great guests on the Positively West Virginia Business Mastermind podcast. And so I would encourage anyone interested in those podcasts to go out to Positively West Virginia and you'll be able to find those. But Jim and his team through uh, uh, WV News and the State Journal and Interaction Media, they do just an outstanding job. But, you know, it was a way and, and has continued to be a way for us to sort of just give value. Uh, we don't We don't charge for that. You know, we just it's open to the public, but just to encourage, right? The whole idea of positively uh, West Virginia could be positively Pittsburgh, could be positively Pennsylvania, could be positively, you know, you name it. But it's just about speaking positively to other businesses, encouraging them through good, solid advice and experience of other professionals that, you know, are, have made it, are making it, you know, struggling, but, but persevering. And so it's been a lot of fun. And then I was lucky enough to be a guest on your podcast. So tell us a little bit about the Forge Business Podcast. Yeah. So we, um, we launched Forge Ahead in 2020. And so uh, we've have a couple episodes and we, we actually just today, uh, finalized uh, the episode that that we were able to interview you on, so we'll be posting that and sharing that with you and 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 your firm uh, to to certainly share. But um, we've brought on you know guests like yourselves that are subject matter experts, experienced in a variety of areas. Um, you know, have C-suite experience like you. Um, uh, you've worked, of course, in higher education and academia. And, uh, and, and so many other fields, but, um, but, but we're really getting that going. We've had educators on um, and, and, and some others, but uh, it's just, again, designed to share uh, uh, information, to encourage businesses and organizations. You know, we do a lot of work with nonprofits too. You know, I, I always like to say that, that you know, 
There is no difference between running a nonprofit and a for-profit company in the primary execution of business. You still have to run a business and you might get funding different ways, um, but uh, you still have to run it like a business or the nonprofit won't make it. And so we, we are very pleased to provide services to nonprofit or, uh, institutions as well. You know, we have colleges that are clients and, and universities um, that we've, we've worked with. So, so that's certainly an area, but the podcast is designed to support, you know, all of those areas um, and to really just give away good information. So it's, it's a lot of fun. It was certainly a lot of fun being a guest. So tell our listeners how they could connect with you if they want to reach out to Forge Business or connect with you individually, social media channels, how can they reach you and find you? Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, you know, appreciate the opportunity to, to be your guest uh, as well. And, and I, I hope we have more interaction like this uh, going down the road. But, uh, but, you know, I would encourage folks to look at our website, uh, forgebz.com, forgebz.com. And certainly you, you can learn about, you know, about our company. Um, our, our partners are on there, um, our, our employees, profiles, et cetera. Um, we have a video on there that I would encourage, you know, a couple minutes to take a look at that. It, it'll explain more about who we are. Um, but also uh, I'm on, uh, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, we've got the Forge Ahead podcast, um, Facebook, Instagram, all of the above. Um, our podcasts uh, are registered with, uh, you know, with uh, uh, Apple, uh, iTunes, um, as well as Google Play. Um, and so, uh, you know, f- you know, re- recommend folks, you know, check us out Spotify as well. So, um, our producer, uh, Lindsay Moran does a great job. And so we would absolutely encourage people to check those out. And then, um, you can reach out to me directly through, uh, through LinkedIn for sure. Great. Thank you so much. Our guest today has been Frank Vitale from Forge Business Solutions. Frank, it's been a pleasure to talk with you today. Thank you for sharing some great insights and encouragement about strategic planning and business solutions and what your company can do to support businesses of all sizes throughout the region. It's been my pleasure to have you as a guest. Well, thank you for having us. And I I really appreciate it. I'm humbled to be your guest. And I wish you uh, all the best for a great 2021. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for Pittsburgh Business Insights. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe so you're notified when new episodes are posted. We also invite you to rate and review our podcast. Consider giving us a five-star review and leaving a comment if you enjoyed what you heard and learned something new about Pittsburgh business today. And of course, share this podcast with your friends and business associates. I'm Jacqueline Core, and until next time, thanks for listening. And we hope you are inspired to take your own business to the next level.